Welcome to Private Club Radio. Well, by the sound of the boys, you know I'm still working from home here. We all are, at least until the end of this month in Florida, and probably where you are too. Well, because we are all working from home, and this might be the first time you've ever had to do it, I thought it would be great to get someone to come on and talk about how to be productive working from home. And so Hannah Eanes of the Professional Club Marketing Association is going to join us today to give us her top tips on getting started working at home. She's got five great tips for you. I've started using some of these already and it's made me more productive. Before we bring Hannah on, I want to remind you that tomorrow in real time, April 7th, Tuesday at 2 p.m., we will be hosting the Private Club Radio International Roundtable. It will be our third in this series. If you want an invite to those, just shoot me an email at gabe at privateclubagency.com. What we're doing is we're gathering some of the best minds in the industry from all over the world to talk about the challenges that all of our clubs are facing. The calls we've done so far have been extremely productive. In fact, I'll put the links to the video recaps on this podcast episode's notes. So just scroll down below on your podcast app and click the button. You'll be able to watch the video from our prior calls. But make sure you're there because really they've been some of the most helpful sessions out there, honestly, uh, just having a great group of people that are, are willing to contribute their ideas. So make sure to join us Tuesday at 2 p.m. And if you can't make it, make sure you catch the replay and get on my email list so that you can get notified of all the tips that we are sharing. Again, just shoot me an email, Gabe at privateclubagency.com, and I will get you on those invite lists. Without further ado, let's bring Miss Eanes on to the show. Well, my next special guest here on Private Club Radio is Hannah Eanes of the Professional Club Marketing Association. Hannah, good morning to you. Good morning, Gabe. How are you today? I'm doing well. I am sitting here working from home, and you might hear my children running around in the background, and I I think I'm not alone. (laughs) How about yourself? Likewise, yeah. Mine are just about to head out the door, so hopefully it'll be peace and quiet here shortly. How old are your kids now? I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old, so um, they are headed over to their grandparents this morning, and I'm sure they'll have a fun-filled day. Yeah, my kids are now just turned four and about to turn seven uh, in a week or two here, and yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be in the same boat as us, working from home, and you just recently put out some amazing tips for people who probably have never done it before. If you're a membership director or even a manager or some position at a club, you've probably never had to work from home in your life. And so I know you guys are providing some advice and um, wanted to, to kind of get your take on it. Yeah, I, I certainly wish we could be welcoming everyone to you know the world of remote work under better circumstances. This is certainly a, a crazy time, um, and we and we hope this finds everybody doing well. Um, yes, we have been so fortunate to kind of already have a remote work culture in place. And for me, I've been working from my home office for almost ten years now. And just as I was talking to some of my friends in PCMA and some of my friends in the industry, you know. 
were just, there was just a lot of question marks as to what the next, you know, couple of weeks, couple of months is going to look like. And I know for me, when I transitioned from working in a private club and, you know, all of the energy that everyone is used to receiving from their members, from the events that are happening, from all of the exciting new menu rollouts. Um, I'm sure there were a lot of great membership promos that people had been working really hard on um, that they were looking forward to release, releasing for the spring. Um, and so it, it's really difficult to kind of go, go from an environment where you have access to so much collaboration um, to a more solitary place where, um, you know, you really have to be your own source of inspiration, your own source of creativity. So I just put together a few kind of preliminary tips that I feel helped me kind of initially during that transition, because it is hard. You know, you go from working 60 hours a week to um, an entirely new routine, maybe an entirely new set of hours. As you mentioned, maybe have some kids that you're trying to juggle in the mix so, um, yeah, like I said, I just I kind of wanted to put together a few things that really helped me out of the gate. That's perfect, because a lot of like you said, a lot of people are doing this for the first time and uh, this is going to be really helpful for them. So let's start off with tip number one. What, what you have, Hannah? Awesome. Thank you, Gabe. OK, I think the first one is um, hopefully something that a lot of you have already incorporated into your daily routine. Um, if you haven't, it, it's going to be essential. And that is to exercise. Um, it's not something I enjoy doing. It's not something that I did initially when I started working from home. Um, and I could really tell a difference once I incorporated it into my routine. I think, like I mentioned, you know, transitioning from that 60 hour work week to um, kind of being at home in a more quiet environment, um, that exercise really kind of brought me out of maybe a more quiet mental space. Um, so I think you really need to commit to moving your body, um, whether it's, you know, in the middle of the morning after you've worked through your emails before you start your content creation, um, maybe it's in the middle, after, middle of the afternoon when you're starting to feel maybe a little lethargic. I think just regardless of the time of day, you really need to find some time to move your body. You will not regret it. Um, you are going to be responsible for generating that energy for yourself. You are responsible for generating that encouragement and that stimulation. And so I think, you know, we all know it, it's hard to get into a workout. It's hard to motivate ourselves to, to go and do it. Um, but after we do it, we all feel that sense of fulfillment. And that fulfilled mindset is really going to set us up for a great day of professional output. So exercise is, is definitely number one. I love Number that. two is well, getting dressed. Let me let me, let me, let me <laughs> yeah. stay on that okay. one because I think the other the other point there is that I, even though you feel tired exercising when you're done exercising, you actually have more energy generally. And so I think if 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 people were to make sure that they get into some sort of routine like that, it might be hard in the beginning, but certainly it's going to pay off with dividends. So that's a great tip. Um, go ahead with number two. Awesome. Thanks, Gabe. Number two is getting dressed. I think a lot of us might be looking forward to kind of ditching that uniform, um, maybe kind of taking a break from business casual for a while. But I would certainly advise to um, avoid landing in something that is too comfortable. Um, I think athleisure is great, but pajamas are not. So um, really avoid kind of sticking around in your sweats all day. I, I, there's some people on this call that dress for success, dress for success really resonates. Um, and if that is you, um, there's certainly nothing wrong with kind of continuing that routine. Um, but personally, I look for something that just simply fitted. Um, it really helps me stay mindful of my posture when I'm at my desk. Um, and it obviously deters me from that easy walk into the kitchen. Um, it's going to be much easier to snack. It's going to be much easier to look for those distractions and 
So when I'm in something that's comfortable, but not um, too comfortable, it really kind of helps keep me focused and um, feeling better about myself throughout the day. That's what I wouldn't have thought of, but I think you're right. I was in my pajamas yesterday myself, and um, I don't think I was all that productive, but I did change clothes like middle of the afternoon. I felt a lot better all of a sudden, so I can see how that that could certainly work. Right. Well, and when I mentioned, you know, it helps you be mindful of your posture. I think, you know, if you are, if you are staying in your sweats, if you are staying in your PJs, you're much more likely to go work from the couch or to maybe just pull your laptop in and sit in the bed. And, you know, that's not as comfortable if you're wearing a pair of jeans. Um, And so I think if you are just mindful of your posture, it really does help throughout the day in feeling alert and in that productivity. Yeah, 100%. What's next on your list there, Hannah? Next, I have lighting, and I'm sure there's a lot of scientific reasons around the importance of lighting. I've set up my office in a variety of different locations and all the places that I've lived over the last 10 years, Um, but my favorites by far have featured great lighting, Um, and so I think if you can find yourself situated near a window, um, that will really be ideal. Um, I think the big thing for all of us on the call is um, the importance of being prepared for video conferencing and really having access to that good lighting. It's going to help you look more alert. It's going to help you look more professional when you're calling into maybe your virtual committee meetings, your virtual board meetings, your team meetings. Um, You know, you really want to carry over that professionalism, even when you're working from home. You want to instill that confidence that even though you're not at the club, you are prepared, you are working towards a goal, you are offering solutions, and that lighting will really help, I think, set you up for success there. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, it's it, setting the whole mood for sure. I mean, I think that, you know, there's something to fe- feng shui for sure. And that lighting is a big part of right. that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's not my area of expertise. And like I said, I'm sure there's a ton of scientific reasons why that good lighting is great for you. But I think, you know, primarily right now, video conference is a, a go-to solution. And we've yeah. got to prepare ourselves for for making the most of that. Yeah. Like you said, a good window there is probably the best thing for mm-hmm. that. Just getting some nice natural light. Plus it's good little vitamin D on your skin wouldn't hurt either, right? <laughs> right, right. Cool. All right. What's your fourth tip for us, Hannah? All right. Last but not least, um, listing your to-do list. I think most people on the call probably have some sort of a version of this um, that maybe guides their daily productivity. Um, but this is going to be more important now than ever. Um, you know, before you finish each work from home day, it's going to be essential that you prioritize for yourself what your expected output is going to be for the following day, because you're going to be waking up to a whole new set of distractions. Maybe you have kids at home, Maybe there's some projects that you are hoping to do. And so by committing to kind of a well-organized task list, it's really going to help you refocus um, when you're drifting. It's going to help you avoid some of those distractions. Um, It's really going to help you be mindful of what your output still um, needs to be. Additionally, you might not be working your typical hours, right? Typically, maybe you're working on phone calls and emails in the morning. Um, You may have to reallocate some of that administrative work till after bedtime. And so by really just having a clear picture of what your output needs to be, it will be much easier to ensure that it gets done regardless of the actual time. Um, Because these new routines are going to be a huge adjustment for not only you, but for everybody in your household. So um, I think that will be a really big one for me. It's even worked. I mentioned I have a three-year-old and, you know, she has a really hard time understanding, you know, that mommy has to work and I I can't play. And so even when I'm able to kind of show her my list, 
and then maybe maybe make a list for her. Um, it's been something that's helped us kind of navigate them understanding um, what we're all doing now in this in-home environment, right? I love that. In fact, I'm going to use that because yesterday I had the exact same thing happen to me. My six-year-old was all over me, kind of, Daddy, Daddy, when are you going to be done? When are you going to be done? You know, I kept telling him, like, I think an hour, maybe half an hour, you know, and every five minutes he'd bust back in the room asking me. So I think that having a list like that would be really helpful for him to understand what needs to be accomplished. The other tip I think that I've realized just doing to-do lists for some time now is oftentimes what I think is a priority in the moment generally I realize maybe the next day or later on the week that that's not such a priority. Like I think right now all of our priorities have been shifted, right? So um, maybe another thing that I would add to that is put together a list of just, you know, kind of a brainstorm list of things that you think are priorities and then take some time later on to really decide what you're going to work on first and adjust that that order of how you'll tackle those things. I think it's really important. You're so right, Gabe. I, I agree with that. And the other thing I didn't put on this list, um, and I probably should have, um, is making time to learn, um, you know, making time to read articles and things like that, because you can't just walk into someone's office and say, hey, can you help me with this closing paragraph? Or, right. hey, can you help me with the tagline or the subject line of this email? And so by really making time to kind of feed your brain and kind of stimulate that creativity. Uh, I think that will be a big one too, because again, you're kind of relying on yourself to be solution oriented and, and to check things off the list. It's great advice. Each one of those tips is, was fantastic. And I appreciate it because a lot of people are going to need it. As we said, a lot more of us will be working from home here the next few months and that's going to help a lot of people out there. Before I let you go, I want to talk to you about the conference. Obviously kind of everything is, in flux right now, a lot of events have been canceled and, you know, a lot of uh, interruptions to, to, to travel and, and events have, have taken place. I'm hoping that we can get there in September for your conference. I assume right now it's still on. So tell us about what's going on, where the conference is going to be and what people can look forward to. Yeah, so thankfully our conference isn't taking place until later in September, September 21st and 22nd. So I think we still have some time to make some decisions around our plans for conference. As of right now, everything is a go. Uh, we were hoping to kind of take everything online, uh, you know, this week. But with all of the circumstances that the coronavirus has presented to all of our members, um, we're just going to kind of wait and let our members kind of be where they need to be um, and have their minds present where they need to be. Um, and then we'll kind of ramp up our conference marketing uh, once hopefully all of this settles a little bit. Um, but with our annual conference, as always, you can expect a mix of education. We have general keynote sessions. We have um, breakout education. And then our most popular is our roundtable discussions. And so um, I think that's what our members value most is just the opportunity to have a diverse learning environment when they're on site together. We're going to be in the beautiful Colorado Springs. I had never been before our site visit, and I absolutely fell in love. It's a beautiful part of the country. I hear September is the absolute perfect time to be out there, um, and there's beautiful clubs um, that we'll be able to take our members to for some of our off-site um, club experiences. So we're really excited, and we hope and in the midst of all this craziness, our, our members are looking forward to it, too. Wow, that, that sounds like it's going to be pretty awesome. And might I suggest you have a work-from-home track during the conference? That might be a good topic. <laughs> because You know, it's interesting, Gabe. Yeah, our, our industry, it, it, hospitality industry in general, you know, working from home is not something that, you know, is natural to us. But I think it's, you know, 
I don't know about you, but at CMAA and, and at other conferences that I've attended with my with my industry peers, there's some concern for the future of our industry and the workforce. Yeah. And you know, the amount of hours and and whatnot is is kind of a deterrent. And um, you know, this isn't a great reason to kind of be adjusting to this idea. Um, but it may be something that kind of helps us going forward yeah. in creating and establishing more work-life balance for the people in, in hospitality. I don't know. Yeah, I think you'll see some some of the, the staff in the offices start to to take more time, maybe working from home, maybe get out of the clubs even once this is over. So I think that it definitely would be something to, to think about anyway. So anyway, I appreciate your time so much, Hannah. It's always great to chat with you. Hope you and your family stay well and uh, be safe out there and hope to talk to you again here soon on Private Club Radio. Likewise, Gabe. Thanks for everything you're doing for all of us. We really appreciate you being such a great source of content for our industry. No, my pleasure. Well, that's going to do it for this week on Private Club Radio. I'll catch you back here next week. As always, this show does not stop, even though we have to do it from home. And until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Visit ConcertGolfPartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.